Alright, welcome to Before the Blow Up. I'm Isaac. And I'm uh, Josh, but Josh I'm really proper. only known as Proper. Yeah. Um, yeah, pretty much. Uh, <laughs> we we recorded <laughs> this, is... this, we recorded the first half an hour and then I realised we weren't even recording any of this audio. So we're going to pretty much just start again. So, I mean, it's the first podcast episode, so what can you expect? Things are going to go wrong and um, <laughs> things are going to happen. So... Mate, it's kind of classic. I mean, it is. It happens, like you just said, it happened with a bunch of different podcasts. So we're going to go the first half an hour again. But um, yeah, this is before the blow up. So this podcast has been, well, like two years in the making, I reckon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Two, two years, bro. I mean, like we've been talking about it for two years about starting a podcast, but I think the time is right now. And we recorded some before. That'll never we get will get aired. We would get cancelled in a heartbeat if those ever get released. I have some of them. We can listen to them later. Nah, no way. <laughs> oh, we can listen to yeah. them. I'm not posting them. Never. Oh, yeah. Never, bro. There goes your career, bro. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I think we decided like to start this podcast because, I mean, we're both kind of in separate, very separate industries. I'm a musician for everyone that didn't already know. Um, I think most of the viewers and... Like, yeah, you guys will be coming from either my social media or Josh's social media, but you want to explain? Or the before the blow up social media. Yeah, I mean, if you just somehow stumbled upon one of our reels or something like that, welcome to before the blow up. But yeah, for everyone else, again, welcome to before the blow up. But um, yeah, so Isaac's a musician trying to, on the brink of blowing up. (laughs) On the brink, it's crazy. Uh, I I wish. (laughs) And um, I'm a privateer downhill mountain biker on the brink of blowing up i'm telling you he is is. yeah maybe (laughs) we're close we're getting we're moving in the right direction that's for sure yeah but that that's why we decided to kind of start the podcast because i feel like that's how we came up with the name yeah before the blow we're both we both haven't reached where we want to go we're both absolutely grinding every day to get there and um but yeah we just haven't blown up yet and i think that it's kind of an interesting journey to take take everyone on kind of our journey of discipline, self-motivation, all that kind of stuff, all that, all those good fancy words. Yeah, bro. So, um, yeah, that's one of the main reasons we started was to give a bit of a platform for people to come on as well eventually. Yeah, we, we talk we, about um how they made it to where they wanted to go and, and what it was like before their blow up. Yeah. And also like, to talk about ours and, and how we go. So, I guess eventually it'll become... After the blow up. Yeah, I mean, I think that, yeah, we talked about having potentially guests that have already blown up and then guests that um, haven't yet blown up to kind of talk about, yeah, I get like how people have blown up in their own industries and how they can help, how they, some advice that they can give us that haven't blown up in our industries and anyone that's watching that hasn't blown up in their industries. And then people that haven't yet blown up can also come on the pod and talk about the things they're doing to blow up. Yeah, for sure, dude. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be sweet. But um, yeah, I mean, why don't you talk about kind of where you where you grew up and yeah that yeah how we kind of met and yeah just talk yeah about. yeah for sure. So um, uh, till I was about nine or ten, I lived in Sydney. Yeah. So, and then when I was about ten, I moved to the Wops. Like the sticks, man. Like out in a place. The town's called Cowra. Good old Cowra town. Moved to Cowra, which is like four hours west of Sydney, over the Blue Mountains in the desert, mate. And um, we moved there because I haven't really talked about this heaps with like in the mountain bike group. But my my mum has like all her pastor's credentials and stuff for a church and that. Does your dad have them? I don't think my dad has them. I thought he did. He might. Maybe. I don't think he does. Yeah, anyway. Anyway, I know my mum definitely does. Yeah, I knew that. But, um, yeah, so mum moved out. Mum and dad moved out to the country to, like, help regional churches. Yeah. So, so we ended up, like, doing a bit of a trip. First, while we lived in the city to, like, almost suss towns out. Because, like, when I was, like, a kid... It was like the first time I really got like on motos because I was like maybe six or seven. You're a moto boy. Yeah, I started on the PV, a Chinese PV50. I man. remember, I remember it. Wait, did you have it in Kara? Nah, nah, that thing. No, was you had the um, DS80. The Chonda. You had the Chonda. In, yeah, the, the Chonda. I the remember Chonda. riding that round. Yeah, that the, that Chonda came down 
came around a bit later. Chonda was elite. The Chonda, the Chinese <laughs> Honda. <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah. So we did this trip and then eventually my parents made the move out to Cowra and started helping out at this church called Abundant Life Church. And that's where I met also one of my mates that I haven't really like talked to that much, but it's like that mate, you know, where it's like, you don't talk to all the time, but like when you finally like catch up, it's like all good. Yeah. I'm the same with him. Cause yeah. Yeah. Lockie Bennell. Yeah. Lockie Bennell. Yeah. So his grandparents were pastor of the church. My mum was supposedly taken over. Yeah. And then, and Lockie's actually how we met. Like I met yeah. Josh through Lockie cause I was, so my dad and Lockie's dad were best, like best mates growing up and, and, uh, yeah. So then, yeah, that's how I met Josh. Like, yeah. So, so yeah, that's exactly how, that's exactly right. So I met Isaac through Lockie Bennell, but, um, we met because we went to state conference, which is like a big church group gathering for like Australian churches in Port Macquarie. It's like a conference, but because you're a kid, they just put on like a youth yeah, a youth camp. It's, it's rowdy like, as it's though. Anyone that's been there, it's rowdy. Like especially for church, man. It's the only place I've had fights at church. <laughs> yeah, no, genuinely, I've seen a couple of fights happen there, and broken. I, I, sw- I swear, there's a broken bone, broken leg, arm there every year. Yeah, it's you like, didn't break your leg there, but I met you there when you had a broken leg. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, but no, yeah. So yeah, so you, you're in Cowra, and then I mean, you moved. Here. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I went overseas this year for six months to pursue a dream of mine, which was to, well, the dream was to race in, to race a World Cup, like downhill World Cup season, like the top of the top, like the high, like I represented my country. So I guess I did that dream, but the real dream was to like be the best in the world. Like yeah. factory team, best in the world, most money, not even most money, most titles. Yeah, yeah, most money, most titles, most money, most wins, just like the most decorated. Killing. I just wanted to be the best and I still absolutely do want to be the best. But that's like the dream now. But when I was a kid, it was to like, I want to race with the big dogs. I want to race in the World Cup. Yeah. Yeah. I'm totally pumped to see, see. You're gonna achieve that. You're gonna be world champion one day. We're we're saying it right now. You're gonna be world champion. I'm telling you. Yeah, my password to my computer is I will be world champ. <laughs> <laughs> I just probably changed that now. Yeah, um, that's being changed to something else. I will be MTB world champ. Yeah, well I can't put that now, can I? <laughs> True. <laughs> um. Yeah, but yeah. So yeah, you just moved to Shell Harbour. That's where we are now. Um, and yeah, until, until you figure out what you're doing, until you've healed your arm. Yeah. So I just broke my scaphoid. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, so that's a bit about, I guess, Josh's story where he grew up. And then me, I grew up, I think I grew up in the further Wop Wops. I think I grew up in the sticks. Yeah. I grew up very far West. I grew up about half an hour from Dubbo. Um, in a place called Narromine. I, I think Cowra's at least got a KFC and a Macca's. Narromine had none of that. Um, Ugh. we just had a, we, we had a skate park in a, in a, a pool, uh, the Narromine pool. I saw the skate park. <laughs> yeah, but I, yeah, I suck at that. Like, <laughs> I, I, it's got nothing. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, it, it was a sick place to grow up. But then, yeah, when I was about 12 or 13, moved to Wagga Wagga and I still lived there. Not for very long. I'm Melbourne. Slash Dubai, maybe. We'll see. Um, Dubai bound, baby. Maybe. Find me out. First class. (laughs) No, I'm (laughs) playing first class. No, but yeah, so live in Wagga and uh, yeah, do music and I'm an artist making, hopefully releasing an album late January. Announce it. Go. Announce the album drop. Yeah. You're hearing it here first on Before the Blow Up podcast. (laughs) I'm not announcing when the album's dropping because I don't know. I haven't even finished it yet, but... Yeah, at the Set end of date, baby. At end of January or start of February. Um, <laughs> well, okay. put a date. Hey, hey, mate, I I've been I've been locking in with with Woody with my producer Woody, and we, we've got to I've got to figure out we we took two songs out, and I've got to re I've got to rewrite I've got to write another song. Why just take them out? Because they just don't fit with the rest of the album. What's that? They're just too rocky, you know. So so give a bit of a preview. 
or like an inspiration to the album and sort of what it <laughs> we going into this yeah well tell us about your album bro like What's the sort of style and genre theme? I don't want to go too much into it because I think that it can be a good topic for like, uh, I think the next two episodes, I I think we kind of want to touch lightly on, on our dreams and what we do. I think that because the, the next two episodes, like the second one is, I think going to be about my story and that kind of thing. And the third one's going to be about Josh's story and, and everything that he does. And I I think that, yeah, I don't want to go too into detail about it, but yeah, pretty much I mean, everyone's going to write a heartbreak album at some point. So, <laughs> yep. so that's what mine was about. Um, but yeah, I think we'll talk about it on a different episode, maybe the next episode. But uh, yeah, so yeah, as I was saying, grew up in Wagga. And then yeah, I was friends. So how we met was I was friends with Lockie Bennell as well. And then at this state conference thing, at this rowdy, rowdy youth church the, state conference. For the third time telling the story. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah um, my, because my parents are pastors as well. We went... And his parents are. So we went to this so conference. church buddies. And then, um, and yeah, so Lockie was hanging out with Josh. And I was like, oh, go meet this guy. So I met him. And then, and we kind of hung out, got along, didn't really. Uh, you ha- you didn't have Snap. You didn't have anything. Like I, I only had, I think I only had Snapchat. Or I maybe had a phone number. You only had an iPod. I remember I couldn't even talk to you. And he had nothing. I was like, all right, well, that's all right. And then I met you at a different church, like a couple of months later. I was like, oh, this guy, Josh. So we kind of just started being friends with, from then on. And then there was a period of time, like we were friends. I wouldn't say we were best friends yet, but nah. I didn't really, I was like kind of annoyed at you um, because it was kind of dumb. You just, you exposed me to my family, man. <laughs> and I was like, because yeah, you exposed me about this chick that I liked. And I was like, how could you do this to me? I was so betrayed and butt her, man. And then I don't know. After it took me like a year and a half or two years to get over that. I I was just there. Yeah, that, that was a really uh sooky move. I can't even lie. It's so good though. It's funny, man. You ready to go to bed, mate? <laughs> yeah, well, it is. Yeah, man. Well, it's, it's ten, 10 past, past 10. ten, bro. That's I'm in bed by now, no. man. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, so. Um, after that, then we kind of just hung out more at state conferences. Finally was able to like talk to you on a phone that you had or something. Yeah, but not for ages. It, it was, was a long time. Yeah. I didn't get a phone till I was like year nine. I didn't get a phone till I was 15. 15? I got one when I was 10. Yeah, I know. Or maybe it's 13. I can't remember, eh? But I didn't even have Snapchat till I left school. That's crazy. That's crazy. But I had an Instagram. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so yeah, hung out at these... State. I mean, I left school when I was 15. Oh, yeah. And that's when right, I was right, right. I nearly 15. I was nearly 16, but I was 15. Yeah. I was a few months off 16. Um, And then, yeah, so hung out at these church conference things and just kind of, I think that I was like, I kind of was like, I guess, drawn to you in a friendship sense of like, um, like, oh, you, you work hard for what you want to do and I'm on the same kind of journey. And so I was like, yeah, keen to. I feel like it wasn't like that then. I feel, I think I was just having fun riding my bike and I was really naturally good at it. Yeah. But I think that like the, your, the way you like acted was like someone that I was like, yeah, I can respect that. Like, like, cause a lot of my friends, not naming names, but we were just like, like my friends at the time, not anyway, um, that you, that you didn't really like. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah. We're not, we're not going to name drop. Um, yeah, I was just like not willing to put in kind of any effort to, I was like, I was like, oh yeah, I'll come see you. I'll come hang out, whatever. Come and yeah, do, do something just I normal think, friend things. Like, yeah, yeah. Mate things. And then you, and then you were just like, yeah, you were the same boat. You're like, yeah, I'm actually keen to do something. I'm like, yeah, finally. And so, yeah. I mean, I, th- I think like a lot of our, I mean, a lot of my friends, I don't know. I feel like you don't really have these kind of friends, but like. Like love video games. I suck at them. We both no, suck. So we got to get it out and games. do something. Like I don't have, have any friends that are like good at video games. No, nah, like my friends. Like I, I had my season of playing video games, but I just, I just didn't. I couldn't get into them, eh? I like, I got into it for a bit, but I just suck. I just suck at video games. And well, you're uh, worse than me. You're way worse than me. That's because I don't play them. I've played video games once in my life, and it was when I had a broken foot, and I got given. An Xbox 360. No, we played Call of Duty on that, though. It was banging. Yeah, and I had Forza Horizon 2 and Call of Duty Ghost. (laughs) They're the only games I've ever played in my life. Apart from at his house when we played UFC the other day, and I was 
so bad. Yeah. You know? um, but I get bored so quick. Yeah, yeah, same. Like, you play for, like, 40 minutes and you're like, okay, I'm done. Not yeah, even. Fully. Yeah. Fully, dude. But, um, yeah, so, well, we haven't, we've talked about heaps, but only, like, a quarter has been recorded. Yeah, because, yeah, I forgot to start recording, but we want to talk about the, the, the lounge chair story. Let's tell the lounge chair story. Yeah, let's do that. Oh, and we can put this as the title, Getting Caught by the Police. <laughs> That's the title. Yeah, that'd be loose. That'd be loose. Um, but yeah, so, when was it? It was like- So we got caught by the police. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, yeah, so- Oh. So I got, so the weekend after I got back from Europe, yeah, or I, I got back from Canada and America, because I did three continents, but I came down to see the bro, Isaac, and before, he sent me these beast YouTube I videos. I saw, I was sitting there, I'm like, as soon as I saw it, I was like, me and Josh are doing this. I'm like, I'm sending it to you right now, and if you don't agree, I'm just going to force you to do it. I was so keen. I saw it, I'm like, yes, we're doing it. Yeah, and I was keen too because we're both dumb. Yeah, yeah, we're. <laughs> yeah, but it was, it was a lounge chair on a pallet being towed behind a car with like your mate on it. And in the video, this dude was holding a flag and he was like throwing sparks. It looked gangster. It and, was sick. And pretty loose. Yeah, so, so we're, like, we we're spent doing the, that. We spent the whole day planning this. We drove around for like an hour and a half in the morning just looking for places. We we, we eventually found this road, Big Springs Road, out the back of Wagga. And we're like, we're doing it here. Middle of the night. We're like, no one's going to catch us out here. It's in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, it was Sweet. the proper whops. We put in some mahi to get this off this contraption behind the car, man. We searched Facebook Marketplace for like, it was ages, and we were just like looking for lounge chairs. That's the one. We, we we picked up a second. We picked up a third. The first one we picked up, we were like, we got there. We picked it up, and we we're like, no, nah, we're not using this one. So <laughs> just we like, found another no, one. This isn't good enough. And we bargained it. You you bargained it out. You're like, oh, yeah. It was, it was, it was 50, 50 bucks. And we're like, yeah, right. Because like, I came home cash. broke, man. I came home so broke. I used the 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 rest of the money. You're a scab, mate. You're and a scab. I, I lived off Isaac for a weekend. Yeah, you did. I paid for everything. You're like... <laughs> You're like, yeah, so you bargain, you bargain this $50 lounge chair down to 20 bucks cash. You just said, yeah, we'll pick it up now. So we go to pick it up. Took us forever. Five minutes away. Yeah, we had like three pallets on the top of his dad's ute already. And we were like, and so it was pretty like chalked up to the top. And then we we're like, okay, it was at least up. two, another two meters high above the car. Yeah. Like the Once bunch we put the of pallets chair. and then the lounge chair, it was like, it was not, it was, so it was funny, hot. Though. It, it was, was so funny. funny. And the dude, we bought it off. Had no idea what he was doing. Like he tried to help us strap it onto the roof, but man, he was so clueless. And he was like, "You got to do it like this. Do it like this. Do it like this." And we're like, "Okay, okay." And we did it like this, and it was like kind of falling. Yeah, off. it was. Only, I only lived around the corner, but it was so close to falling off. But but then he went inside, and we just like rearranged it heaps and like got it sorted. But it was funny, so we just drove. We just parked out the front of Isaac's house to this huge lounge chair on the top of the car. Yeah. It was so good. And then, um, so that night, that was the plan. We're taking this out. Yeah, I had a gig first. I had a gig first. I had to finish. And we get to the gig. I'm playing for 40 minutes. And then I come back out of the car because I was like, where'd Josh go? Come out to the car. This bloke is sleeping with nothing on. No, I mean, no, 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 no. no. Not nothing on. (laughs) I mean, like. I mean, like, you had just a shirt on, and then, like, you had no blanket. You just sleep in there. I like... had pants on, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. <laughs> I pants on. I wasn't naked. I just didn't have a blanket or a pillow. Um, yeah, so, yeah, we're sleeping with nothing on. No, um, we're sleeping with just nothing. And then, but he'd put my curtains up in my van and just gone to sleep on the mattress in there. And I'm like, this bloke. <laughs> And he just slept for two hours. And so then I wake him up. I'm like, mate, we're going. I'm, my gig's finished. And then, um. Let's go. And so, um. And I'm like trying to wake up again. I'm like, damn, man. Go back and play some music. Yeah, yeah. Oh, mate. It was, it was, um. Although I've seen you perform heaps, though. Yeah. Not heaps, but I've seen you perform a bunch. Yeah, you know what I play. And it's like, I get it. Like, and I'm like. gigs are pretty boring. Yeah. yeah I'm like, it's already what I watched for 40 minutes and I went and had a snooze, bro. <laughs> Yeah. And the snooze turned into like the rest of the show. Yeah, yeah. But um yeah, so then then after that was done, we went and picked up our mate Sam and um and then once we picked up Sam, we we drove out to Big Springs Road and we we started driving along the road and we're like, Okay, pull over here. So we pulled over the side of the road, started setting up the thing. We got we ratchet strapped the lounge to this to the pallet, pallet 
And then, and then we got ratchet, sna- another ratchet strap. Yeah, we got snatch straps from the toe ball to the pallet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, it was pretty much good as gold since from there. Yeah, so I got in the... Oh, we also spent half the day making up this flag. <laughs> it was it was the day before UFC 294, and um, where Volk was fighting Islam, and... um On short notice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, yeah, we were pumped up, because we were watching it with Nelson, and we were like, oh, this is going to be sick. And um, so we got we wrote on this massive flag. We bought this sheet from Spotlight, and we just spray painted Volk for the win on it. And we're like, yeah, we're gonna carry this on the chair. It'll look sick. Yeah. So then, once we got the chair and stuff set up, you were in the drive seat for the first round. Yeah. yeah. And then Sam was in the back filming filming quality with a torch, and I was in the chair. And uh, we also had a balaclava as well. It looked gangster. (laughs) It does look cool. (laughs) It was so (laughs) veg. Imagine if we actually like took a camera out and filmed something beast. Yeah, we could. I would do it again. Yeah, I would, oh, for sure. As yeah, long as I'm it. not taking the fine. Yeah, true that. <laughs> true that. But um, yeah. So yeah, pretty much. I we we started driving along and um and I was like, mate, Josh, go faster. And you were like, like you thought the pallet was gonna burn up real quick. It was sparking up, but it, because it was on tires, it was just a wooden. It was, yeah, there was no like wheels or nothing. It was just, just the road. Yeah. And, um, but no, so then it we actually all, lasted so long. It did. We all kind of like switched around and had a go a bit. And, um, and then we ended up hauling. Yeah. Like we ended up getting like 50, 60 Ks down the road with Isaac on the chair. Like it was very ridiculous and then, actually. Yeah. Then we, yeah, we switched around. So then, then Sam went on the chair and I was filming and Josh was driving and then I drove, Josh was on the chair, Sam was, Sam was filming. And then, um, and so then. And so then I was like, okay, I'm going to put the flag away now. Bro, you need a haul. You can go faster than this. Like, I'll just hold on tighter. And then, so I'm sitting in the chair and Sam had just gone off to go and grab Josh's hat because it came off when he was was going fast and, um, came off. So Sam ran a couple hundred meters down the road and I'm like, I'm like, um, you missed a bit. You missed the weird bit where the car, we've seen a car like in the middle of nowhere, which we thought was real weird. So this car, like. In the middle of us having a bit of fun, like drives past us, and these boys went and jumped in the bushes. And yeah, we hit. dove, we dove. It was fun. And I just sat in the car, just like you look so weird, mate. Just sat in the car and just like was looking at this car that drove past, and this car drove past the car, stopped like in front, did a U turn, and like drove back down the road, and we were like, "That's so weird, man." Yeah, I was like, oh, he might be calling the cops. But then, and then, like, he came back again, though. He came back again. Came back again and just, boom, you turn, same thing. I was like, and then I saw him, like, along the main road, like, up from Big Springs. I'm like, oh, he's waiting to flag down a copper. And you boys were like, nah, nah, he's not, he's not, he's not. I'm like, yeah, I didn't think. I was thinking, like, what dude's going to be out on Big Springs? Yeah, it was like 1 a.m. in the morning. Well, it was like 2. It was like 2. Yeah, well, my fine came in at 2 in the morning, 2 or 3. Oh, (laughs) yeah. And, um, and so pretty much, Flags. Uh, so I'm sitting in the chair. We're waiting for Sam to hurry up and get back. Because my hat just flew off because we went real quick. Yeah, we two saw two sets of headlights coming. I'm like, oh great. We was, I just thought it was the same people. And yeah, Josh was like, oh, just just we'll stand out. outside the car now and we'll we'll chat to him. Yeah, and so um, and and so then they they come and then you're like, it's the cops. I'm like, no. And you're like, yeah, it's the police. I'm like. No. Bloody coppers, mate. <laughs> I was like, no, you're kidding me. Yeah, so then... And I texted Sam, like, Sam, hide. <laughs> and, 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 um, and That would have looked sus if they drove off and we just drove off and didn't pick up Sam. Yeah. <laughs> We're like, oh, actually, our mate's, like, in the bushes, like, yeah. a couple hundred meters <laughs> No, out, but, yeah, but, so, um, they end up talking to us. They're like, boys, what are you doing? Yeah, like, they... are you boys trying to die tonight? And we're like, nah, sorry, mate. <laughs> we're like, just you two boys. And we're like, oh... And then, and then we just saw Sam starting to walk and we're like, now nah, other mate just getting a hat. And cause he started walking towards us first. And, um, and like, the cop lights were on and we're like, oh, crap. yeah, they pulled straight in front of us. So we can go and just like, cop yep. lights are on. Yep. <laughs> and we were like, oh dear. Yeah. And we're like, oh crap, we're screwed. Anyway, but they ended up being kind of chill. They're like, boy, they were laughing. They're like, boys, props for creativity. They, they're like, we haven't, we've seen people being towed by like skateboards and bikes and that, but never a lounge chair. And they were like <laughs> laughing. They're like, props for creativity. They were kind of like a bit harsh at first, but, but they, um. But because one of the cops ride, rode bikes and watched Jack Moyer's vlogs, his Moy Moy TV. And I've been on a few of them and he like recognized me. Yeah. Recognized me. He's like proper. 
So I was like, just sweet talking to him, showing my Aussie jersey. He was he was loving it. Was and just showing it. him videos and stuff. He's like, oh man, that's so sick, blah, blah, blah. This and that. We're just chatting for ages. And he's like, dude, I don't even know like what to book you for, eh? Like, I've never seen anything like this. And I'm like, oh, you don't have to, mate. Like, you can let us yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, oh, I've, we got uh, this and that. And he ended up turning his boy cam off and just chatting and yeah, stuff. Yeah, it was funny. It was actually all good after he realized I raced bikes. Yeah. And stuff, which was, which was, and we're sober. Yeah, yeah, we, we don't drink, bro. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, but yeah, that's, that's the lounge chair story pretty much. Like, there's more details, but like. But I got booked, but Isaac had caught the next Oh, yeah, day. I had caught two days later for losing my license. <laughs> we both lost our license. Yeah, I just, I, this is the week end of me getting my license back. <laughs> yeah. Oh, mate. And the, and um, I was like, at first the dude was like, the copper was like, who, which one of you was driving, like, well, like, going off, and I was like, oh, we, and Isaac just looked at me, I was like, oh, and Isaac's got caught no, tomorrow. No, yeah, because I had caught, and then Josh was like, they, there was two of them, one of them was asking Josh who was driving, and then one of them was asking me who was driving, because I was sitting in the chair, so I was like, he was like, oh, who was driving while you sitting in the chair, and I was like, I looked at Josh, and because jo I heard him ask Josh the same question, and I was like, oh, like, oh, crap, and Josh just was like, uh, we were, he was about to say we were all driving. Then he goes, I'll take it. And I'm like, when I heard him say it, I'm like, absolute G. I was like, and I'm like, cause I was like, oh, I was like, oh, sorry. I roped the boys in to do it. And I was like, it was like, I, it was my idea. And they're like, yeah, it doesn't matter who was driving. I was like, oh, and I was like, and then he's like, Josh was like, I'll take it. And they're like, you'll take it. And then he's like, and Josh was like, oh. I was driving. I'm like, right, okay. And then that, yeah, got done. And then they set a fine to me for negligent driving. It's unlucky. <laughs> for three points and 500 bucks. But yeah, that's the that's the lounge chair story. Bro. That is the lounge chair story. One of many skitch things we've done. Yeah. That's just one where we've got caught. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, we do, as friends, I guess we, we have a lot of that kind of stuff going on. But, um, I mean, I think the main reason we kind of wanted to start the podcast, we kind of talked about it at the start a little bit, but... Especially I think, in the first video that wasn't recorded. Yeah. Um, no, but we, we did talk about it in the, the video that was actually recorded once we got it right. But, um, I mean, it's first podcast, what, what do you do? But um, I think... Yeah, sure, but... Yeah, it's, it's, it's something to talk about kind of changing tones a bit with... Um, uh, we we're kind of just joking, joking around a bit at the start, but shifting, I guess, gears a bit. I wanted to kind of talk about the difference between what you think the difference between discipline and motivation is, I guess. And motivation is a feeling and discipline is something that you do because you have to. Okay. There, yeah. So there's that, but then, so, so the difference between it and then what you kind of do to motivate yourself and then discipline yourself. And then, I mean, I'll give my thoughts on it as well. And yeah, I kind of just wanted to talk about that. Um, and yeah. Yeah. So your thoughts on, we'll start off with disciplines, discipline versus motivation. As I said before, bro, disciplines, doing something because you have to do no matter how you feel or regardless of what's happening, you just do it because you have to do it and you know, it's the right thing to do. Motivation's a feeling. That comes and goes. Sometimes it can be, it definitely, it makes it easier to do things. Yeah. But that's when discipline is way more important than motivation. Because motivation, as I said, comes and goes. It's a feeling. You can be motivated to get in the gym, do what you want, get in shape, you know. But, you know, New Year, everyone buys a gym membership, you know. Yeah. But it doesn't last because they don't, they lack discipline. Yeah. I mean, I'm a it's, big the motivation that buys them the gym membership and gates and going for a week. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm a big, uh, I'm a big advocate for discipline over motivation any day of the week because I, I'm so like, I've, I think that lately I've gotten to the place where I'm so unmotivated to go to the gym, but I still go every day, every day. Like, especially lately, like I haven't really talked to you much about it, but like every day I've dreaded going to the gym. Like, Oh, I just don't want to go to the gym. Don't want to go at all. And then I'm like, no, nah, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going every single day. And so I'm like, I think that discipline beats out motivation every time, every single time. And I think that once you learn 
how to discipline yourself. And I think that learning to discipline yourself is think something that takes so long. And I think that's something we can probably unpack on how to kind of, or how we at least from our perspective, discipline ourselves because motivation there's, I think motivation, how I motivate myself is by disciplining myself. Like I sometimes find motivation in inconsistent. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm like, okay, I've worked so hard that motivates me more and it's not the same for everyone, but I don't know. What are, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. I definitely find motivation and consistency. Yeah. Yeah. And as, sure. as I say, motivation comes and goes. So you might not be feeling motivated now, but eventually you're going to feel motivated again. Yeah, for sure. And like, <sighs> well, not necessarily, I guess. Yeah. Like, yeah. Cause pe- sparks die for people. Passions like people fall out of love of a passion, you know? Yeah. But that's the thing. Like when you say discipline's doing something you hate that has to be done. I don't think like, I don't hate playing gigs. There's no way I hate playing gigs, but there's some gigs that I don't want to play. Like I don't like, I don't want to play a dead pub gig. Like if I know, okay, this, this venue is so dead. Every time I play there, I don't want to play to a dead crowd. Like, yeah, I get cash for it and whatnot. Like, and that's great. But I I think that there's a difference between discipline is something you're doing that you hate. Like, I don't hate playing gigs. You know how Mike Tyson said it? Yeah. Discipline is doing what you hate to do, but do it like you love it. Yeah, but I think it's more than that. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know. Mike Tyson's just a G. Yeah. <laughs> True Mike that. Tyson's a G, dude. Yeah. Like, there's definitely an element to that's right. But I, 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 and I don't know what the definition of discipline is. We could look it up and, you know, Do you order? yeah, I'm gonna look it up right now. The definition is definition. the practice of training people to obey rules or a code of, uh, a code of behavior using punishment to correct disobedience. Yeah, I, I can, what? I can understand that because, because the way we're talking about discipline is the set of rules you set for yourself. Okay. That's a good, that's a good thing to go down. Setting rules for yourself and sticking to them. Well, that's what discipline is. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I guess, yeah. That's, that's why true. it's called self-discipline. But, but, but that's the thing. Like, I don't hate, like, the rule that I set for myself is I have to go to play this gig. I, I don't. And then I, you go and do it and you follow the rule, not because you have to. Yeah, but I don't hate you want it. want to, but because you have to. True that, but I don't hate it. That's, that's where I'm like, I don't know. If you agree with what Mike Tyson said. It's not I disagree with it. I just don't. I think that there's more to the answer. Yeah, copy. Like, yeah, I don't know. It's just a, it's just a weird thing, and I think that's just something that we're just gonna work out as we kind of go along. But it's a, it's a weird, yeah, it's a weird thing. I don't know. I, yeah, I just definitely find discipline and, I, d- discipline is hard, and and I guess we can start to kind of go into how. How to build discipline. Um, and so I think that to start to build discipline in like the, in your guys' lives is, is start with the small things. Like I was listening to a Jordan Peterson and, uh, on diary of a CEO today. And he talked about, um, starting with the small things like, like his, yeah, his thing is clean the room, but he even said some people that he's worked with can't even clean your room. They can't clean their room. And it's about making the task small enough that you can, because if a task is small enough, you'll do it. It's not, and, and it's, once you do that task, you just build, you just build up. And you, so, so one of his clients that he said is his task was to vacuum his room, just to vacuum the floor or, or one of the tasks was to pull out a drawer and look inside the drawer to see how it could be arranged that small compared to cleaning your whole room. It's, it's just about starting smaller and it's not going to be that small for a lot of people. It's going to be like, okay, instead of, instead of doing an hour and a half workout, okay, let's, let's go to the gym and do 10 minutes in the gym. Like, and do a few push-ups and a few. Yeah. Like it might be that small or it might be, I heard of a study once that to, to, get people into the gym, you just had to, they just drove there and 
they just drove there every day. They didn't go in, they just drove there every day and driving there became the habit. And then, so once they just drove there, they just started going in. <laughs> seems so dumb. Yeah. Man. Drive but, to the gym, sit in the car park for a little bit and drive. Yeah. But if that's what works, like I'm trying to, what, what are some ways that you think that people can kind of build discipline within their lives? Because I think it's something that's very lost nowadays. Dude, I'm so like pull myself up by the bootstraps. It's yeah. Like, oh, yeah, but we're not. very, di- like we're very, very hard line to a lot of people. Like that's what you got to think about. Yeah, it's because we got somewhere to be. We've got a goal we're going for. So, okay. So to unpack that, it's setting yourself a goal, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But it's got to be an achievable goal. For sure. Yeah. And I think that to kind of segue a bit, like something that I wanted to talk about with goals and and what you're calling you. Because obviously we're Christians, right? And like we believe that God has a calling for us. But... My goal is not my That's going to be news to the Mount Bike community. Yeah, big proper. <laughs> um, um, but, so, like, my goals... Only are, recently, though. What? That I've... Come back to come back to God? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's all good. It's calm. It's calm. It's a, it's a journey, bro. It's a journey. But, yeah, but as I was saying, yeah, like, my goals is not my calling, but my goals are defined by my calling. That's what I feel like. And like, I don't know. What, what's your calling? What What's the difference between your long-term goal and your calling? My, my calling, I believe my calling. Well, I mean, from a biblical perspective, we all have a calling to be, um, disciples of the, of the earth, but. Disciples, do you mean of Jesus? Of Jesus, sorry. Yeah, yeah. But like in the earth, sorry. <laughs> um, but. Of the earth. Yeah, yeah. Um, but my calling, I think my calling is to be, is to bring godly based values such as like truth and accountability and, and direction to, to a degenerating world. That's what I think my calling is. And then I, I'm, I'm using music as a vehicle to do that. And I've got my, my goal in music to do that. I want to talk about that more in depth in, in the episode where we're going to go delve deep into mine and then you can talk about yours into yours. But they're kind of things that. I don't think I even know what my calling is. Like, hey, that's some, all right, let's, let's, like, I, know, I understand you, like, know your calling, but, like, I'm just single track-minded to world champ, bro. Yeah, right, okay. That's interesting. And that's, like, that's okay. I think that, okay, so then what drives that goal? I don't know. Like, me? Like, I, I would, I don't know. Like, I've always just wanted to be the best. Yeah. Like, I'm competitive by nature. Yeah, yeah. And when I've done something, I want to be the best. Mm. But I also want glory. Right. Is that... Glory for yourself? Yeah. Yeah. I like glory. I like... I want to be the best, to say I'm the best, and I like to prove people wrong. Right. I like to prove people wrong. I want, I want glory, and I hate to lose. Okay. And so, this is going to be like very. Like- I hate to lose, but I'm. I feel like I'm pretty modest in defeat. But when I lose, I always look. At the positives and just analyze the negatives. Yeah. Like, I'm super positive. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like, I know, like, it was, it's like some of the losses that you've taken. And, like, we talk about that over the phone. Like, we've both taken some big L's, bro. But we don't, I think that it's important to not, obviously, not let that define you or whatever. But, well, but it's a motivating factor. Yeah. I think that coming back to that, it's just gangster thing. for the autobiography. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a lot, but that's the thing. We're not wired like a lot of people. And I think that if, I mean, people can rewire your brain, but, but to be fair, if you take so many losses, you can only take so many losses. Like you might think, and I used to say to myself, oh, I could, I could lose so much and I could, I would still keep fighting. But the reality is you can take, there is a certain level. If you got told every day by your parents that you sucked at mountain bike riding, that's a loss, right? You, I'm telling you now you would fold. 
I would move out before I folded. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I'm I'm saying if you had no other options, like, but my like parents you would, would never you would that. you would yeah you would make decisions to put your, yourself out of that. But there is a point where you can't take any more losses. But but that's so far, but, dude. But you're mature enough to put your, to not get yourself into those situations. Yeah, but I. But so, that's the thing where, like, I think that on this podcast, we want to kind of, like, like, you, for people, if, if someone's watching and you're like, you're, you're starting to lose hope, like, there is ways out of it. Like, like, there, there genuinely is, like, you can, you can, you can get out of those situations where there is very little hope and you don't know your sense of direction. Like, there is ways. Well, that's what I mean. People have taken some big, big losses. Like, people have actually hit rock bottom and come back. Yeah. Like, like, are you saying people can only take enough L's, like losses and defeats and hit rock bottom and just never come back? Or no, do you, do you think... I don't, actually, I want to, like, kind of, not retract, but Like, do you think the, the losses, you're like, people can only take so many losses, and does that drive them to almost hitting a rock bottom? Or do you think the losses is the rock bottom? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I kind of want to retrack on what I said in terms of people can only take so many losses. What, what I meant to say was there is always a possibility of coming back. Like, always. You can come back, but but how you come back will be different. And I feel like I might be just be waffling here, honestly, like I could be. Um, and I think that part of doing this podcast is learning how to articulate these things kind of kind of well. But, I mean, it's a hard thing. Like, people, like, we've taken, like, we know the L's that both of us has taken. Like, and we've taken some serious L's. Um, in our personal lives and then in our careers as well. Like, we've both taken some, some hits. But I think that... I think that what you point to after taking those L's is important in the comeback. Uh. And I want to come back to what you said before about the glory thing, about um, you wanting glory, because it's interesting. I've never heard you say that before. Why do you want the glory? I don't know. I just do. I just want, I want people to recognize the hard work that I've done and put in. Okay. And I just like attention too. <laughs> I am. I've always been like, even as a kid, not a performer, but like. Getting into it. Yeah. Like I was definitely like, like when I was like young, young. Dad would take me to the skate park and I would like ride a bike at the, or a skateboard. I got really into skating. I would like skateboard like from really, really young. And I was really good at skateboarding really young. So like all the older kids would be like, oh, you're sick. Like give me almost gratification for being really good. So it's, I guess this one's just imprinted in my brain. Right. Okay. Like, like from like four when I started skating and like dropping in and doing ollies and stuff, right. just hanging out with like kids that are older and telling, and them like every day tell me like, oh, you're a sick dude. You're going to be like, a, you keep going. You're going to be a pro. Like, oh, like, and just like buzz on me hard. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's interesting. Like I, yeah, I definitely get that. And so, but even when I'm writing, if I'm filming, I'll be like, did that look good? Yeah. No, I don't did that look good. Did that look good? And I'm, I'm almost like, I'm not like reaching for like, oh yeah, that looks sick. But like, it's in the back of my mind, like I want the other person to like think right. it looks sick. And do you think well. that's a good thing? No, nah, probably not. It's probably not healthy. I think that. But it could be good. No, I see. I think that it depends on like how far that goes. Like, yeah. I think it's like, if that's your every move, then that's unhealthy. But if you're like. You want to entertain people. Like you're the reality is you're not just a mountain bike rider. You are very entertaining as well. Like 
people love frother. Like that's what it is. Like it's your alter ego almost. But I think this podcast is very personal, very quickly as well. Yeah. Like I like, guess this is a different this side is, of. We're frother. talking about Josh. We're talking about Josh here. We're not talking about frother. But um, yeah. I mean, people love frother, so like I get that. I hundred percent get that. But like from and again, this is I, like obviously the mountain biking community doesn't really know. But from a biblical point of view, how does how does having how does you wanting that glory sit with you? Good, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I don't think too much of it. And so for me, I want the glory to go to God, right? That's what. That's what. That's what I'm doing it for. Mm. And like, and I, obviously, I'm not like, oh, you can't, you can't have the glory for yourself because obviously, there's gonna be there's a part of you that wants like glory yeah, and recognition 100%. as well. So. I heard this thing, oh, it was a few years ago. I can't remember who said it, but men usually struggle with two, at least one, but two or three things in their life. They're three G's, gold, glory, and girls. I never heard it before. Like gold is in money. Yep. Gold, glory, girls. They're like usually obsessed with two of them. And then one of them, like one of them's like the main one. And then you got like the second one that's like pretty high up. And then the third one is like, not really like, and so for you, glory is number one. Oh, actually, oh. <laughs> the, that's what I'm saying. I would know. It'd be, it'd be some close contender. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, and the same for me, like I know which one is my one easily. Which is? You, you know what one is. What would it be? I mean, both of our ones could be girls. It could, <laughs> it could be. be. Um, and both of our twos could be glory. I don't know what my two is. Your, I know what your two are. I don't know what my two is. I don't, I don't know if my. I don't even know what my two is. Yeah, yours is glory. But I think oh, you, you, yeah. you, you. But I want to make money too, bro. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. But. Like real coin. Yeah, I think it's still like I want to. I, I want to ring my mum one day and say you don't have to pay a bill again. Yeah, in your yeah, life. that would be a dream, a dream. And pay off my parents' house. Yeah, I think. Like that's the money I want. I think I think mine gold might be two for me, but I'm not sure. But I just it's just something to think about. Like, what do you struggle with, girls' glory or gold? Like probably girls' and glory over gold. Yeah, but I, like I don't struggle with it. Yeah, I know, but that's the thing. N- n- no, but it's just, it's just, it's not like we struggle with it. I, th- I think that we've worked on those uh, as, as like brothers, we've like worked on like helping each other not struggle with those things. But if you can master like those, I, I um, think that, I think that if I'm being honest, like, and from a place of like, oh, I want you to succeed and I want to see you win. I think that you got to be careful where you place your glory. I think that it's, and, and you know where I'm coming from. Like I'm coming from a place of like love, like you're my brother. Like I think you got to be careful where you place your glory. Like, you know, like it says pride, pride before the fall. Oh yeah, for sure. And like, I'm not prideful though. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. It can quickly turn into that. And I don't, I'm not saying you are, but, but where you place that glory is can quickly turn into pride. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, I don't know. It's just something to think about. Like, and this podcast got so personal so quickly. It's crazy. Yeah, for sure. Um, when I heard that thing, gold, glory, or girls, which one? Like, some people struggle with all three. Like. Oh, yeah. Like. I've definitely had some toxic relationships. <laughs> oh, you're telling me, mate. We <laughs> both had some toxic relationships. Um, and half the time, it's been my fault. At least in my earlier ones. Yeah, true that, true that. Yeah, I mean, I don't and know. Probably most of them were all my fault anyway. <laughs> No, but yeah, I, yeah, kind of steering away from that though. Like, I wonder I, if they'll ever watch that, like exes. I wonder. Uh, they probably, mate. Before the blood, they'll watch us somehow. We're blowing up. <laughs> That'd be so funny, man. Yeah, but um, yeah, I, that going back to like motivation. But like that, that's, that's like a motivator a, for me. That's a glory thing for me now. Like, if if an ex saw this and then messaged me, that's like. Yeah. I get a hit from that, like a dopamine hit. Yeah. But to be fair, like using that is a motivator for me. It's a big motivator. Like, okay. Yeah. I don't know how healthy it is though. What? I have it like, like, an, like a motivator. Oh, she, she lost out on me like that. 
I mean, we, we really take a lot of inspiration from Jordan Peterson. Like, I mean, we went to his lecture and that kind of thing. But when I was in a wheelchair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we can talk about that, actually. Yeah? Uh, we'll talk about it in a second, but... um, um <laughs> That was outrageous. Yeah, it was crazy. Through, the, through Sydney City, going home <laughs> in a wheelchair. You threw me down some stairs, bro. <laughs> Let's just tell the story and then I'll go into <laughs> it. Yeah. This kid got hit by a car at... Well, it was like seven in the morning, seven in the morning, but it was like 90 k's an hour, 100 k's an hour. I think the collision was around 80 k an hour. Oh, right. The actual okay. collision. Right. It was a hundred right. kilometer road. Yeah. Right. I got T-boned in a Mitsubishi Express. Smacked man. your head against the window and then was paralyzed on your right side. Uh, like the bottom. Uh, yeah. Right side from the knee down. I had no feeling in my toes and stuff. Couldn't move my feet. I thought it was like from here. Yeah, I could feel, but I couldn't move. But I was fully numb from like the knee down. Yeah, and I got, I couldn't walk at all. I got you, I uh, got you uh, like a birthday gift or something. I got us two Jordan Peterson tickets um, to go to his lecture. And the day before this happened, and I was like, no, we were gutted. And I was like, I can't believe your mum was like so chill. She was like, because I just got out of hospital. That and I morning. called you, and I was like. You're right to come to Jordan Peterson. I'll come and pick you up. And you were like, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> and your mum was chill. And I thought, I was like, I just got out of hospital. No way. Like, She's like, because you, you, had, a, you were, um, had a brain injury. Right? Yeah. So. It ended up um, being the nerve. It wasn't con conducting the nerves down to my legs properly or something like that. Yeah, but yeah, it was so, it, that was one the, of my. The brain nerve connection wasn't there or something. That was like probably that. one of the, like, my, like. That was my highlight of the year last year, I reckon, that trip. Yeah, it was kind of big. It was so fun. And it, just pushing you around. We, we got dressed up in suits, pushed you around in a wheelchair around Sydney, pushed and you we, down some stairs. And we snuck into a bar. Oh, yeah. We in did Darling that. Harbour. It was, yep. And um, no, it was like the, the outdoor setting, but it was like a bar thing in there. We were like, it was pretty <laughs> chill. But, and we bought that expensive whiskey. Yeah, it was fun. But. And it tasted so bad. Uh, this camera keeps overheating, so we lost our place. But um, I think we we're talking about Jordan Peterson, and yeah, I think we just <laughs> finished up on that story. But um, yeah, I mean, to kind of get back into, I, I don't know. Do you want to keep it light, or do you want to get back into those deep kind of chats we're in? Oh, don't mind, bro. You're a bit tired. All right. Whatever. <laughs> um, keep for ice cream, bro. <laughs> keep for some ice cream. No, I'm not an ice cream man, eh? Real. Nah. What right. are you then? What's the dessert? Lollies. Point? Lollies or chocolate, bro. Every time. Every Lollies, time. Ice cream, bro. Nah. Um, nah, but yeah, I mean, I mean, we, we've talked about uh, like a lot of stuff and uh, I guess what we're doing with this podcast and all that kind of thing. But I kind of wanted to talk about, I guess, being, uh, this is a very like cliche topic to talk about, but like so, being authentic to yourself and like what what that means to you. So I have a pretty good view on this, I reckon. Yeah, go for it, go for it. So for me, I'm frother, right? Yeah. And I have my own personality, the own my own way I look at things and my own way I act around people because that's who I am and I'm not faking anything. Yeah. Right? But say you have like I'm just gonna use it as the bike industry, you have a few media um, personalities like Eddie Masters, Jack Moyer. There's all these people, Win Masters again. You have all these people who are media sensations in the mountain bike industry. Yeah. And you have, you know, your younger kids that almost idolize these people and want to be the people, as I did as well. Yeah. Definitely back in the day. Well, still do to an extent. But yeah. um, you'll see, you know, a kid get the inspiration. Oh, I'm going to do do a YouTube video or I'm going to get in front of the camera or when I ride, I'm going to use the same music as this person because he used it, you know, like, which is ideally like why sponsors sponsor you. Mm. So I guess in that sense, pros are doing a job, but you're not going to get noticed for trying to be a Jack Moyer or an Eddie Masters yeah. because you're never, ever going to be the best Jack Moyer or the best Ed Masters or the best win. Because they're the best Jack and they're the best win because they're being themselves. Yeah. Just as no one is going to be the best frother. The best frother because yeah. I'm frother and no one knows me better than me. 
Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I think that you you are actually very good, and I think that that's why people are kind of drawn to your kind of alter ego. <laughs> not not it's not even that. Like it's you are even... actually like that. Like yeah. you are. I mean, you're not as like intense all the time. I guess like. But you are an intense dude. Like I'm don't I'm not disputing that at all. You are very hard, like hard line, not hard lined. Hard lines are di- it's the wrong word, but you're very like punchy. Like I I think that's the right word. Like you are a very punchy dude, and you well I I can, say things as they are, and I say things how I think. Yeah, and, like, and you portray not even how that. I think, but like how they are in my head, I guess. Like like um. When some like when Dean asked me, uh, Dean Lucas asked me at Valsol in Italy, he was like, because I didn't qualify for a World Cup, and he's like, oh, how is it, man? Like, not qualifying. I'm like, dude, how can you not be stoked? I'm in Italy. I've never travelled the world, mm. and I'm chasing a dream that I've had since a child. Yeah. Like, I may not have qualified, but I'm getting closer. So I'm stoked that I'm even here. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's. Like, and that, that's just how I thought. And I just portrayed exactly how I thought. Portraying authenticity, I think, is very much um, your perspective. Like, how you... I mean, there are some people that are very negative people, but to... Yeah, but people don't like that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, you want to be authentic, but, like, there's other things to work on than to... Like, because some people are generally negative anyway. So if you can try and put a positive spin on your personality that is still authentic. Like, like you were saying, like no one's going to be the best Jack Moyer. No one's going to be the best Greg Minard, whatever. Mm. Um, you, you, and that's why I was saying you do a very good job of portraying who you are to everyone. And that's what, that's why people like you. Um, and I mean, that's probably something that like that, I'm really interested to learn about you because not, no one, I'm not very good at portraying on social media who I, who I am and what my personality is like. And I think that, um, doing this podcast is a really, really good opportunity for that because I don't like doing those like TikTok stuff. Oh, I don't do TikTok No, no, stuff. no, but no, but like for musicians, that's, that's how people are blowing up these days. And like, I, I find it, I just don't find it enjoyable at all to do that kind of stuff, like to show I'm very much more like, like this is how I act. Like, but but as a, that goes back to saying what you said before just then, you're like, oh, that's how people are blowing up these days. Yeah, and that's why I'm not. Why like, why do you have to try and be like how other people are blowing up? Yeah, like why can't you create a longer format video that mm. musicians aren't doing where you show yourself in that? Yeah, like instead of a short TikTok, oh, oh, oh why don't you try to be unique? And do what you want to do because then you're going to be passionate about it mm. and actually enjoy what you're doing mm. instead of forcing yourself to be something you're not on social media. Yeah, for sure. Like you're hundred percent right in saying that. Like it's just, it's a very like the music industry as a whole is, is changing all the time. And like, I think that I was talking to um, a friend of mine and he said, he said to me, I've got to figure out how to break the system. And he, he's a guy that's been in the industry for a long time who I'm not going to say because I want to get him on the podcast, but, um, um, nah, name drop him. Surely big, big Morris. I want him, uh, Morris June. I want you on the podcast, mate. Um, he was, I was talking to him a year and a half ago or so. And he said that you've got to figure out how to break out of the system of what everybody else is doing. And I think that that was and kind of the moment that I was like, I don't, I don't enjoy doing and and it comes back to the thing like am 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 i not being disciplined like i don't enjoy making because tiktok the reality is it's such a big part of the music industry at the moment and like people but it's so easy to not be authentic to yourself coming back to the main point and so i was just like i don't i'm not going to be authentic to myself if i'm making tiktoks all the time because i hate it i hate it so much and so that being said i still post content to TikTok, but not the TikTok-y type of, I guess, videos. Like, it, it's more just like me posting my original musical covers or that kind of thing. But, like, this form of content, I work much better with. Like, I like sitting down and talking yeah, through having a long-form content. Like, I love this this kind of stuff. And this podcast, 
it will blow up. I'm telling you, bro. Just as uh, we were going to blow up, this podcast is going to blow up. And um, yeah, we have all the kit. We've gone all in on the podcast. We right? have, we have. But yeah, coming back to like what the main point, um, being authentic to yourself. Yeah, I think that that's, that's what I'm saying, that you are really good at that. And that's something that I would like to, I guess, learn from you because it's something that I've struggled with showing people. Like I'm, I, I'm very authentic to myself, but I struggle showing other people that. And, um, I think that that's part of, part of the journey of, I guess, blowing up, like showing if I can get people to like me for my personality, it's not just my music that I'm going to be known for, because the reality is I'm going to do other things than just music in my life, whether it's creating a business or like a product or, or whatever it is, maybe I'll um, end up acting one day, whatever, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not going to put a lid on it or anything, but yeah, it's just one of those things. Like I want to be able to one day, I reckon I'll be a beast actor. If it's anything like your music, your, your old rapping career. Oh, but let's go I'm into not, that. Acting is <laughs> not like my rapping career. No, I don't know. I 11. No, no, so this kid, when we first started being friends, he sent me, because cause I like I was obviously the music music geek, and he was like, oh, what do you think of my, my rapping? I did a freestyle. Sends me this low-ass quality video, and I'm like, I open it. And, I, and he's just standing there, <laughs> like full body. It's not even like, it's not even like just like your heart. I remember you're standing there. You put the phone on the ground in your room and you're standing there and you rap for like four minutes straight. And it was the worst thing I ever heard in my life. And you were like, is it good? <laughs> and I'm like, no, I can't tell this kid. It's, it was like when we first started being friends too. And I was like, I can't tell this kid is trash. <laughs> it was yeah, well, so it was. bad. Well, that um, that is definitely not my calling. Music, oh, I do not have a musical bone in my body. <laughs> no, but yeah, well, you I can't stay in time. No, see, I feel like I if you would strum a few chords on a guitar and play a few riffs, but I cannot stay in time to save my life. I can't sing. <laughs> I feel like coming back to this acting thing. I feel like if you were to act, you would you would do it as like your yourself. Like, you know how, like, some people, like, cameo in movies? In year six, in year six in primary school, I was the, I was, like, the head of, I forgot what it was even called. It was, like, public speaking, but it wasn't. Yeah, I I was really good. I did public speaking in school as well. I was a really good, um, like, actor. Like, I did (laughs) these skits with my friend Kimball Sullivan. I did these insane skits and we were doing a Stedford's, like doing skits and stuff. <laughs> Stedford's? Yeah, Stedford's. Oh. Kara Stedford. And oh, we did heaps mate. good. We were placing, man. That's, I did not know that. There you go. And I did this one acting one, um, like when I was a kid with, with my friend, Mac Webster, when I was like in year four at the talent show. Yeah. And I did this skit and just got all the laughs and I won it because, because we would, we were reenacting um, a Star Wars skit. You watched I, Star Wars? When I was in year four, brev. Give me a break. <laughs> I've never seen, I've seen like two, three. Star we were like reenacting like some Star Wars skit. And I was trying to copy like all the lines off the movie. <laughs> and I was like, I can't do this. So this teacher came up to me. He's like, why don't you just like. Do what you want to do. Just like make it a sword fight. <laughs> so we had these lightsabers and we were watching these videos before of like this fails with this karate dude. And he like, do you remember when that Gangnam Style song was going around? Yeah, yeah. Bangers. Yeah. So that's, it was a bit after this, but like we were doing this sword fight routine. Yeah. And then I was like, whoa, 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 stop. <laughs> Gangnam Style. And then I kick him in the nuts. What? This sounds like the trashest thing. But, because in year four, bro, kicking someone in the nuts is like... Did you actually <laughs> kick him? Yeah. And it was supposed to be staged, but I had to go for the real thing. Okay. But it was gold, man. We, it was like, yeah, we had the most laughs because I kicked my friend in the nuts on stage. That's gold. That's funny. But yeah, I was I was a good actor, man. <laughs> yeah, well... Yeah, you never know. We we could be um, I'd be in a movie one day. I can see it. Yeah, man. One day, I'm never putting a lid on these things, man. But um, yeah, no, no way. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's probably not a lot more to talk about to be honest. Like, times we're nearly at an hour and a half. I think. 
Yeah, with like that many cuts. Yeah, we've yeah, like let's just go. I've, until I've this tried goes. to make these cuts seamless. Like you might not even see it, but um, so many, bro. Like this camera is overheated like four times, and we've run and, out of an and SD I, card. We've run out of two SD cards, and I forgot to, to press record, record the, the first, first half, half an hour. hour. So we kind of tried to redo that. That without making it fake, but uh, <laughs> that's a good reel. <laughs> it's a first. It's a. It's wait. It's our first podcast. I don't think it. Well, it's our first recorded properly podcast. I don't think it's going too bad. It's like eleven thirty nearly, and yeah, yeah. So we started recording this at like nine. Nah, surely not. It was ten past nine. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're going to be talking about a range of different things. Kind of just waffling at the moment, to be honest. Have you got anything? Anything you want to talk about? Oh, I got a few questions to ask you for the next one. So the next one's going to be meant. Just make sure you hit record, bro. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, the next one will probably be out in a week or two. And, um, and out in a week. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. From yeah. this episode dropping. Um, yeah, copy. Yeah, copy. so, um, yeah, he's going to be asking me. We're going to be kind of deep diving into my journey, my story. And then the third episode, we'll be deep diving into Josh's journey. Um. And yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be mint. Um, and yeah. then we might have someone on. Yeah, then we get a guest. If you got any guest suggestions, ready for it? We don't have an audience yet. Yeah, we we have an audience, we mate. People, not. mate. People, people are gonna love us. I'm telling you. Once we- I reckon, I reckon like five people are gonna watch this, and then it will just slowly get momentum. And then by like the seventh one, people will start watching it. Well, the average podcast length, I think, is seven episodes, and so we got we got to make a pass then. But by the seventh episode, might be might be out of Australia. Don't know. Oh yeah, true. Don't know. True, because you're moving to Dubai. Maybe the contract's not in yet, so it's not confirmed. Maybe moving to Dubai. But I'm definitely moving to Melbourne, and if I'm moving to Melbourne, flights are cheap, so we can come come. That's still in Australia. Yeah, but um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I think. Skits, brah. Yeah, I think yeah we ended here. Yeah, why not? Yeah, let's do it. Let's go get ice cream. Yeah, bro. we're going. We're going. All right. Thanks everyone for everyone who's not even here. <laughs> Thank you. It's so awkward talking to like no one. We're like trying to talk to people, but I feel like we've done a good you're, job. You're trying to talk to people that aren't there. Yeah. Just be like, bye guys. Subscribe to my YouTube. <laughs> Click that subscribe button and hit that notification on- bell. <laughs> No. You <laughs> screw that. So yeah, make um, sure you leave. And a that's line. a wrap for the first of before the blow up. Done. Done. Cruising. Yeah, let's go. That's yeah. gangster.